0: Podcast.
1: I said welcome to, welcome to the Sports Podcast
0: Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host live from St. Louis, Missouri, Joey, no chill, Prino.
2: Yeehaw, Andy, here we are, Midwestin. <laughs> look, look at
0: your hat. What you wearing there, Joey? No chill.
2: My hat says, "What does it say?" Blue Springs Ranch which is, uh, I bought this in the Blue Springs Ranch store yesterday, went for a good old Missouri River float. It wasn't on the Missouri River, but it was on a Missouri River. And uh, went went canoeing.
0: You go, you go a little cabruing, as they say, Mr. No Chill?
2: Yeah, it was great. Canoe uh, with my lady, her brother, his, his wife whose birthday it was she wanted to she wanted to go floating uh cabruin for her birthday so we went out filled a couple coolers with beer got some jimmy jay's sandwiches oh yeah and uh did it up went you for embra- float
0: you embracing that midwest lifestyle
2: yeah i was wearing this hat because the only hat i brought with me was uh my my fitted cap, which i'll switch over to here in a minute and uh and the only shoes I brought with me were like, you know, I like to have fresh kicks. I brought a pair of Adidas and I brought a pair of fresh pair of checkered vans. So I went into the Blue Ridge, what is this thing called? Blue Springs Ranch store and got me uh got me this hat and uh got me some some uh river shoes.
0: <laughs> I, I got an idea. I'll start floating down the Ohio, you float down the Mississippi. And we'll meet been- in Allens. And they eventually meet, y'all. We'll meet down on the river with some cold, fresh Miller Lights.
2: Do they all? Do they all flow into the Mississippi?
0: I think I could be hundred percent wrong. I'm just guessing.
2: And then they dump out down there in let's, Mississippi or whatever.
0: Let, let's let's do a quick do a quick do, quick uh,
2: quick, quick river search.
0: Well, I'm curious. You, you know, where does the Mississippi meet? It's got to meet the Ohio meet Ohio, let's see here, Southern Illinois, yep, is where the Mississippi and Ohio River meet, right by you. All right. So that is correct.
2: That's interesting. Yeah. I'm looking at a map. I see it as well.
0: Yeah, very Midwest.
2: Very cool. And then, I mean, that the Mississippi goes all the way down to New Orleans. To New Orleans, right?
0: Yeah. So here's a fun crazy fact for some people. Uh bull sharks, which are not sharks you want to mess with, hence the name, have been found up the Mississippi. They are one of the few shark specimen who can actually survive in freshwater.
2: That's uh that's fascinating. And also Terrifying. Yeah. But now something I, now this is something I want to do. I wanna go down, i I wanna go from like up the Mississippi, down to New Orleans on huh? a riverboat,
0: hunting for some some bull sharks. Yeah, yeah, right, man. I'm switch.
2: I'm switching hats.
0: Did you uh, Did you ever read much Mark Twain?
2: I mean, I read Huck uh, Finn.
0: <laughs> you read Tom Sawyer?
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: I mean, this is all about man. Yeah, getting on those boats, going down the Mississippi. Like that's when Mark
2: the mid- Twain, by the way, canceled. I don't know if you know. They found some Mark Twain t- tweets.
0: <laughs> oh, they did.
2: They found some tweets. He uses some words we can't use anymore. He, had, Mark Twain, has been canceled.
0: Mark. By the way, the Mark Twain era in those books—that's when, like, the Midwest was, on the whole, at its strongest. Like, like the era of the St. Louis, the Cincinnatis. Like the mid 1800s, the late 1800s is when, yeah. like, those cities were. The shit.
2: I mean, we're now doing the thing where people just like are going back and going back. Like, how long until Mark Twain is officially canceled and they well, change that to the Richard Pryor Humor Award.
0: Well, if you follow Mark Twain's I mean he's had problems with Huck Finn in the past because of the M-Bomb, even though right, he's of he's writing it obviously from the perspective of what people would say.
2: Yeah, but that doesn't matter anymore. We're we're way past like context. We threw out con- context is a 2019 dude. There's no more context.
0: Well, that's what's so sad. I was actually texting uh, your manager, Randy. We were, we were talking about that. She, yeah. she basically said what you said. She's like context. What is that um, when discussing some of the current events that are happening right now? Yeah, it's, it's, well, I have a lot to say about some of the stuff uh, later on in the show, but I want to let you know my foot is like jacked up right now
2: yeah what happened just from running you got you got you got bill walton foot
0: no well here's what happened when i was wakeboarding the first time i like Mm -hmm. one of the first couple times when i pulled up what happens when you get extreme when i pulled up all that pressure on my right foot and i mean it killed i felt a sharp pain i'm talking like excruciating then you know, the boat stops and I'm laying in the water and everybody in the boat couldn't see. I was like, guys, I'm in a lot of pain, but I still kept trying and I didn't stop. So that was exactly 13 days ago. So in the last 12 days, I haven't taken a break. So in the last 12 days I was looking, I've run about 94 miles in the last 12 days. Mm-hmm. So, but the, the pain hasn't gone away. The pain, it doesn't hurt when I run and it's really severe when I wake up or if Mm -hmm. I've been sitting and when I get up, it'll hurt for a minute. And then I was talking to some people and they go, dude, you could have a stress fracture. Those are so small, but you need to get that checked out because you can't keep running. So I went to the doctor today and uh, I got an X-ray and the good news is there's no fractures, but there was an area which they're like, this looks like it could be a soft tissue area, which could be ligaments or tendons. But you would need an MRI for that. And you know how this stuff starts money-wise, Prano. It's like,
1: I'm
0: stuck in Ohio and MRI. And so she said, look, you sound like a very like lunatic with the run air. Just make sure you ice it, you elevate it. And I'm actually going to take the day off as much as it pains me. I'm going to break my streak of 27 straight days running to uh, see if it feels any better tomorrow, just taking a day off. Wow. Good luck, buddy. Walt, Walt, straight up, and I think he's right. You're gonna love this. He's like, I think you're addicted to running at this point. Like, yeah, you, you can't. I've never had this. He's like, it's so tough. You just, you can't go one day. It's like getting up in the morning. You have to do it. Yeah. It's your meditation. It is. It's it's what it's basically turned into. So we'll see. I mean, I'm. Um, I'm, you're going to laugh. I was on, I'm on like a record pace for the most miles I've ever done in a month. And my dad was like, this is what you're concerned about. He goes breaking your own record, which no one cares. Like that's just, that's just for yourself. Got to say
2: sometimes Walt super right. You're like my foot hurts, but I've got a personal best to achieve. (laughs) Yeah. Which it's like your personal best. Like there's no such thing by the way. Like we have totally created months you could just, the last 30 days before you took a break, probably your highest month.
0: Never thought of it from that perspective.
2: Yeah. You're like, well, the imaginary June one, the, the clock restarts.
0: Yeah. That's actually true. The last 30 days would be a high for me. So maybe that makes me feel a little better. There you go. So Prano, quick update on baseball, because we'll start there. The, Players are now debating the 60 game. This is as of this morning. Let me just do a quick update. Major League Baseball proposed now – now it's in Major League Baseball's hands, not even the owners or the players in a way. They have proposed a 60-game season, fully prorated salary, and the players want more than 60 games.
2: Yeah. I, I hate that we have to do this every episode. Me too. And kind of say the same thing. So I'm going to just – I'm just going to basically defer everybody to Trevor Bauer's Twitter. I mean, the thread he put that he put out the day, you know, Manfred came out and said he didn't think there would be a season basically tells it all, which is that the owners have determined – somehow, by some math, that 50 games is where they stand to make the most money because they play less regular season games where they're kind of losing money at this point. I'm sure there's a number where playing X amount of games is where they start to get in the positive. And so they're trying to basically limit the amount of games that they play at this point. But they want to extend the playoffs because 50 games isn't enough to determine, you know, who in a regular playoff situation should or should not belong. And of course, the playoffs they make more money on the playoffs than they do on the regular. So a shortened season and an extended playoffs is exactly what the owners want. So if you if you look at Trevor Bauer saying basically he's saying that the negotiation tactics of well now it doesn't look like we're going to play is all trying to push the negotiations to the point where there's only time left to play 50 games and then putting it on the players. Do the players really want to play or do they not want to
0: play? But now we're up to 60 games. That's what I'm saying. Yesterday. So like, it seems like there has been a concession going. Okay.
2: Of 10 games. But the bottom line is, the players have wanted to be back for a while now. And we're still, I repeat what we've said every episode, and I don't want to, you know, we're beating a dead bush here in the phrase of Andy Ruther, but this isn't about coronavirus anymore.
0: I know, but things have changed even since our last episode. It was 50 games and a not fully prorated salary. Now Major League Baseball again themselves has upped it to 60 games and a fully prorated salary. So my response would be then – there has been some sort of concessions. I'd say, I'd say my point is the players should just take it. You've got 10 more games. You're getting the fully prorated salary. Now they're like, well, we want up to 72. So it's like, guys, you got, you gotta, you gotta make, if they're going to give you the full salary at 60 games, why not just take that?
2: Uh, look, the answer is from the player side is the players want to play baseball the players want to make as much money as possible. The players are the ones willing to put themselves at risk of injury by playing more games on a, in, in a shortened calendar. The idea that the owners who who's, are in the business of playing 162-game season are arguing for less is kind of ridiculous. You, like Here's the thing. If, if we reverse this, everybody would be it would be a totally reasonable argument if we were talking about the owners want to play more games so that they can make more money and the players are like we're not really comfortable playing as many games as we're as you're asking us to in this shortened period of time everybody would be like okay now we have a a disagreement that sort of makes sense and you could say oh well you know Baseball players are being kind of whims and, like, just do it, whatever. But that's not the situation. It's actually the reverse. The players are willing to put themselves at risk to play as many baseball games as possible, and the owners of baseball teams don't want to play baseball.
0: Well, the owners could argue – again, I don't know the exact math that the more games they would lose more money. But, again, I'm kind of at the point of 60 games – Seems, if the players won in 72, the owners won in 50, we're almost halfway between that. Just take the 60 games.
2: I, I mean, we all want baseball back, but I'm at the point of like, hey, if you're a baseball owner, if you've invested billion dollars of your money into owning a baseball team, play baseball.
0: But that's my point. The, the players have to just accept it at a certain point.
2: But 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 why do the players have to concede less games? Twelve
0: games. Twelve games.
2: But but you're but now you're just you're caught in a you're caught in an like you're caught in looking at this from a negotiation and you've lost stance uh you've lost perspective on the just like I don't I don't even know what to word use for like the like the bottom line is the players are arguing for more games. Like now you're just caught, you're, you're caught in like, oh, well, they said 50 and they said 70. Why not split the difference? It's like, this is a bad faith negotiation, negotiation to start with. So the players are just saying, we're ready to get going. And we're willing to play as many games as we possibly can. And the owners are stopping that. That's a terrible position to be in if you own a baseball team.
0: Well, again, look, and I've, I've sided with the players for the most part, but again, I don't know the math on... The
2: math is, if you don't have the money to own a baseball team, don't own a baseball team.
0: Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, that's easier said than done. You know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know... You know what, though?
2: Here's the problem with it's easier said than done. Baseball, for a long time, has stiff-armed the, the type of owners, like Mark Cuban who would be pushing for a hundred game season. And they have welcomed with open arms and cuddled and protected the baseball owners like Jeff Wilpon, who is running a pyramid scheme. And like, there's a chance that the baseball will come back and the Mets will be like, well, we're not participating in it because we're super cheap. Like if you're going to be a baseball owner own a baseball team, want to play baseball.
0: Fair enough. I, I can accept that point. Far and, as- it,
2: and, and honestly, the problem is again, Major League Baseball. Open yourself up to the kind of people that want to be a part of this. You can't tell me Mark Cuban's sitting there going like, "Let's play forty games." He's still paying the Mavericks employees.
0: Yeah. Well, to be continued, I guess, because, like you said. Well, we-
2: the, 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 the to be continued is again what Trevor Bauer is saying. At some point, they're going to get to the situation where. They have to play these games. They have to accept the owner's conditions if they want to ever play baseball at all. And that is quickly approaching. And everybody will be miserable about it, except yeah. the owners.
0: Well, in another sport... The players
2: will be getting less money and playing less games. The fans will be getting less games. The only, the only people who will be happy are the owners. And again, this is I, I have to repeat it for one last episode. We're no longer talking about coronavirus we're talking about owners who can't make money owning a baseball team trying to find a way to save a couple bucks
0: we're not talking about practice we're not talking about corona we're talking about money yeah money talking about money NBA Prano some interesting uh news has leaked this week uh I saw this first shout out to our boy Robert Latow from Black Sports Online. I saw this on his page. This is wild. According to sources, all these things are going to happen in the NBA bubble. Potential entertainment for players includes outdoor concerts, DJ sets, movie screenings, and live comedy. Also, barbers, manicurists, pedicurists, and hair braiders will be selected by the NBA Players Association to be available by appointment. And also access to golf bowling and fishing, and I thought Robert made a great point in his tweet, and he said, "You've basically created another world. Why can't we just do this on the regular arenas Because if we're bringing in all this stuff, this is what they could do in the outside normal non bubble world
2: right I guess the uh, I guess the like flip side of that is that everything is in a controlled environment here, as opposed to like, I am an NBA player and I promise that I won't go to a packed nightclub, but I still do. The same way it's like, hi, I'm an NFL player and I promise not to bring a handgun in my sweatpants to, you know, one Oak, but I did it. Like basically the Savage of the Year award that we give out every year is proof that athletes can't be trusted not to do things on their own.
0: By the way, early leading candidate for Savage of the Year. Yeah, oh, kicker. Yeah, Aldrich Rosas. I mean, early candidate for the Savage of the Year award. And for anybody who didn't see this, by the way, is he a good kicker? Mm hmm. He's a pretty good kicker, right? Yeah, he is. So this came out this week. Let me pull it up. This is pretty wild. You know, we have our annual Aaron Hernandez Savage of the Year award winner. I'll just read the tweets he uh he was arrested for a hit and run, and he ran from the scene barefoot after witnesses saw him driving erratically running a red light at an estimated speed of one hundred miles an hour when they found him his hands' legs and feet were covered in blood, and he was lit and, on the and to
2: be fair uh just for a correction, he wasn't totally barefoot; he had a soccer cleat on his left foot and he was just <laughs> he was just barefoot on his right foot. <laughs> <laughs> he was every, he was every kicker from the eighties.
1: <laughs>
2: Why? Cause, Cause his kicking foot is also his gas pedal
0: foot. Why in the eighties? And God forbid, if you missed that, I feel bad for you because we got to grow up with this. Why would they go barefoot Joe? i on just, on just one foot. I what guess- was the medicine or the technology behind that?
2: I guess the idea was like, how to like having less on your foot so you could get like more of a like, flat connection. And like, obviously, a lot of these guys, you know, grew up probably playing soccer barefoot entirely. But if you're, you know, obviously, if you're a soccer player, you're not going to run around on a soccer field with one shoe on. But in football, you have you've really only got to kick the ball one time and then you leave again. So I guess it kind of makes sense. Although I don't know if it's an improvement in like the face of kicking shoes into the 90s and the 2000s, or if people were just like, wow, this is stupid.
0: Can you imagine if you're a kicker for the Green Bay Packers and it's -10 degrees out. I have a at- feeling
2: those guys weren't doing it.
0: <laughs> I was to say and you're at Lambo and they're like, "Yo, I got to take my shoes and socks off on this one foot so I can go kick a field goal."
2: And your and you your foot explodes like you were fighting <laughs> sub zero in Mortal Kombat.
0: <laughs> I mean, let's not forget the guy who had the record for the longest field goal for a while. Had a goddamn block for a foot. Yeah. How was that fair?
2: I'm I like, listen Andy. I'm afraid of getting canceled here, but, but yeah, the half the the half foot with like block face seems like a distinct advantage.
0: I'm just saying, what was that guy's name? I mean, he had the longest field goal. Yeah, for like the longest time. Yeah, it's not fair.
2: It, I, I'm surprised that an NFL kicker since then hasn't had an off season bandsaw accident that just turned his foot into some sort of football
0: cannon yeah right they gotta bring that back where Where are those people on twitter like back in my day guys used to kick barefoot or they would have chainsaw or you know they'd have manual labor accidents they needed a block for a foot they would, yeah kick. like like back in back in my day
2: Players would agree to playing two games in the snow, uphill both ways with
1: block foots. These millionaires and billionaires. Bunch of
0: spoiled little brats. So, the NBA, I think, is going to happen. And uh, we did our show, of course, on Monday. And then even more funny, Kyrie News comes out. That now he's going so far as to say... The players should start their own league. I'm not even making a joke here. I'm just going to say it. Um, Kyrie, like, is he, is he got a mental – like, is he there mentally? Is he have some sort of illness? No joke. I'm not even making a joke. He's a flat
2: earther. He's a he, – he's definitely got his own, you know, persona, personality issues that have affected multiple teams he's been on. He thinks that he, that the New Jersey turned Brooklyn Nets are starting their own league. I mean, we're talking about like this is when this is when states tried to secede. Take it's cut to forty years from now. Take down all the Kyrie Irving statues if you don't want to be in the NBA, dog. Go go live somewhere
0: else. Well, you, you know what I find really kind of interesting that nobody's talking about at this point is that, like, whether it's LeBron or even Ty Lu, they made it work in Cleveland when LeBron came back. Like, like to, to me, that is the, the missed thing that no one's discussing is that we see how much of a wild card he is when he goes to Boston, when he goes to New Jersey – I'm sorry, Brooklyn, and – you know what I'm saying? Though, like for the most part, wouldn't you say his tenure when him and LeBron were on the team together? And I know we've been critical of Ty Lue, but but at the end of the day, dude, you had LeBron, you had Kyrie, J.R. Smith. You had some strong personalities. Kevin Love was actually dealing with severe depression which he was open about. I'm saying you had some, you had a lot of different factors. And they made it work to win a title and make all those finals in a row. You know what I'm saying though? Like
2: Yeah. I mean it's a testament to LeBron James. Let's you're not giving
0: Tyloo any it's credit. Like, uh,
2: sh- okay, sure. A little, I guess. But how many again, you, you go, how many finals has Tyloo made without LeBron James? How many has it how what has Kyrie done without LeBron James? What's Kevin Love done without LeBron James? What what are a lot, what have a lot of people done without LeBron James?
0: Yeah. I know what you're saying. And, and you can't say much. They really haven't done much, but it's, it's just something that, you know, it's crazy to think that he has really just fallen. Like he's fallen off that wagon and that wagon is just getting run over by car after car. And he's just keeps saying, he's getting up and he just keeps saying crazier things. Yeah. And yeah. I just – I find it fascinating watching how it plays out and, you know, Kendrick Perkins calling him out and then KD – what did he call Kendrick Perkins yesterday?
2: I actually don't know.
0: God, what did he call – he left a comment on Instagram. From his own
2: actual account? Yeah. Oh, that was nice of him.
0: But But, like, they're going at Kendrick Perkins. I don't know. It's just, like, let's just get the season going. That's what I want.
2: Yeah, and you know, look, we've gone through a whole thing with the NBA this year, whether it be from China or whatever. We see we see guys that are like playing ball, but it is interesting that the guys who are very vocal about not playing are the guys whose teams aren't in it.
0: Yeah, and by the way, this is what he said. He called him a sellout after this quote. So he he commented.
2: I mean, can can Kevin Durant?
0: Is it like? Are you even allowed to call somebody a sellout if you're Kevin Durant? I mean, he – like, if you looked up sellout in the dictionary, it's a picture of him leaving OKC. Yeah. By the way, I agree with what Kendrick Perkins said. This is what Kendrick Perkins said on ESPN. Kyrie Irving, right now, you are the distraction. You are the distractor. It's crazy to me because you come out and you do something simply without talking to President Chris Paul or consulting with Michelle Roberts. She is, uh, I think, with the Players' Union. Let's sit out with a plan. It makes zero sense. And I totally disagree. Like, I, by the way, to Kendrick's point, he has a great point saying, you're just saying start your own league with, that's crazy talk, with no plan, no sort of itinerary to follow this through with. Right. And then KD calls him a sellout because of that. I think it's ridiculous.
2: Look, Kate. Kyrie and KD, I mean, the fact that they're on a team together. It's part they're, Like, they're, they're captain bad takes over the years. They are the co-captains of the bad take all-stars. And honestly, I know everybody, like, go back and search Kyrie and affix your life. And there's plenty of evidence of me saying I want nothing to do with a Kyrie, KD, Knicks team. And every Nets fan ever thinks that this is their their thing. It still starts with having, like, who's a leader on that team? Like, this is what, by the way, the Nets are currently a playoff team, correct? They will be returning? Yes. And they will be returning without KD and without Kyrie. And that team now has to deal with coming back, playing basketball, answering questions about two guys who have played a combined 12
1: games for the Nets who don't want to play basketball.
0: 20, but I get your point. Yeah. You know, KD's calling uh, Kendrick Perkins a sellout. You know what I love about you, Joe, is that you have never been a sellout. You have always been a lifelong supporter of our friends at Miller Lite. You didn't just get that shirt since we started working with Miller Lite.
2: Absolutely not. Absolutely you've that, not.
0: You've had that shirt for years.
2: I've had this shirt for years. This is a vintage. And, and I actually have an updated one of these that Miller Lite did send me years ago before we were working with them, just because of my, my never-ending support on social media and my begging to be chosen by Miller Lite to support them officially. And now, look at this. By the way, this, isn't a, this, is a, this is a total coincidence. I mean, I packed it and I wore it today, but I didn't think, oh, today's Thursday. Today's Miller Light Day on the Dirty Sports Podcast. I just got a t-shirt on.
0: No, you've, you've been a loyal, lifelong supporter of their beer as long as I've known you your whole life, as long as you've been able to legally drink.
2: Two great Miller Lite stories for you, right? Real quick. First of it. all, yesterday when we went for our float, Miller Lights packed by uh, my girlfriend's brother and Miller Lights packed by me because her father has it in the refrigerator here. I have turned this entire family in St. Louis, Missouri, Ooh. where the, the, the capital of another famous American beer company I have turned them all into Miller Lite supporters. And I just, you know, there's that. Also, I got to shout out this guy. This guy is great. Sent me a message on a, sent me a message on Instagram yesterday. Jackson Nagel sent me a picture of a Miller Light 18 wheeler truck and a bunch of Miller Lights on, uh, you know, mechanical hand trucks. And he said took a summer job distributing Miller Lite solely because of the podcast. We have have people buying Miller Lights that wouldn't have bought it before, and now we have people delivering those people Miller Lights. Absolutely amazing. I'm not saying I should be a board member, but like Miller Lite, give me a call.
0: I think you should be a board member. I think I should be a board member. I want to see that mustache in the Miller Lite boardroom. Making decisions.
2: We're moving cases, dog, literally and figuratively.
0: Love it. Miller Lite, the original light beer. When you're home, enjoy a classic. Available for delivery today. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. And it's funny that you bring up being a Miller Lite board member. You know, I'm on episode 10 of season one of Succession and uh, seeing those boardroom meetings, I love the thought of you as a Miller Lite board member.
2: Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, 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 like, I think I can do a lot of things for the brand. You, and, already, you already have, we have. Yeah. I, I'm saying from the top down, and also I can't recommend highly enough, Dr. Prano recommends getting on a canoe in the summer and going down a river with a cooler full of Miller Lite. That is good living.
0: Now, quality of life. I was gonna say. Now, is you know, obviously, growing up here in Ohio, that's something we did, and that's very frequent and common. Is that? Would you? Were there any rivers or any areas to do that? Not by you, right? That
2: that was definitely not a go-to. I mean, I'm sure in upstate New York um, that that people do this somewhere. Upstate New York is pretty country, but for us, for water activities, we were a lot of lakes. Up in Westchester, where I'm from, you would do you would do the lake thing, or you would obviously go to the beach.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, Joe, I, I'm happy. We're going to get to some questions later. We have three DM questions from Dirt Balls, which is the new thing. As a quick reminder, guys, if you have any questions, since we're not doing calls, so we can't play those on Zoom, slide into our DMs at the Dirty Sports or at Fix Your Life or at Andy Reuther on Twitter. Slide into the DMs with any questions, and uh, we'll get to those. And we'll get to those in a bit. But before we do that, Joe, a lot of, hap- a lot of things happening this week and some college football news. we got to start with the Mike Gundy developments, head coach of Oklahoma State. And uh, there was a lot of back and forth this week with uh, his running back. Is it Cuba, Hubbard? Is it pronounced Cuba.
2: That's a great question, Andy. I don't know.
0: Cuba, Cuba? I don't know. I mean, it looks like you can pronounce it Cuba, but there's uh, two B's, right? Is there?
2: I don't know. I'm asking you.
0: No, I think there's one. Oh no, Chuba. Okay. I did I say Cuba? Wow.
2: Chuba. Chuba Hubbard. Or is it Chuba? Seems like with just one B, maybe Chuba Hubbard.
0: I love how I misspelled it. I said Cuba. Yeah. Uh Or Chuba. You know what's funny about this? Neither of us have clearly watched anyone else's take on this. Right. The fact that we have no clue what his name is. Right. So basically what happened was Gundy wears a t-shirt of a considered alt-right and right-leaning. And I say considered. Right.
2: I, I mean, it's yeah, not, not right-leaning. I mean, it, it would be described, I think, on if if you looked up i would say on wikipedia i bet it says far right news network
0: but but again i until i see something i don't i don't like to make these decisions i'm
2: just okay i well, i i have I, this isn't the first time oan has become headline news in the last couple of weeks uh the, you know some of the things that have been said and the reason that everybody is hearing about it unless you're a viewer of it uh the reason that the majority of people are hearing about it right now is because hot takes galore in, you know, along the lines of, you know, black lives matter is a farce and things like that are the kind of things that come out of OAN, which like I said, and I just looked it up, um, is described as a far right cable channel.
0: Okay. Well, regardless of what they are, um, which, again, Wikipedia can be edited by anybody, so whatever. You know what I mean? I, like, I like to try to look at things from all angles. They're obviously on that side of the political spectrum. He wore an OAN shirt, and Hubbard tweeted at him, I will not stand for this. This is completely insensitive to everything going on in society. and It's unacceptable. I will not be doing anything with the Oklahoma State until things change. And then from there, they met later that day. They put out a video together. Lots of apologies. Lots of things are coming out. Now there's, I don't know if you saw the Shannon Sharp thing where they're claiming that Gundy dropped the N-bomb. Supposedly, somebody is claiming now on their show that talked to Shannon Sharp on the field in 1989. There's a lot of hearsay. I mean, this is where I'm at. I think we need... When we're having race discussions, I think we need to identify some sort of, of sliding scale, some sort of spectrum. Well,
2: he, that's fair, but also I've got to say like, you know, everybody's got to stay consistent. If, if Colin Kaepernick wearing a Fidel Castro t shirt and wearing socks that depict cops as, as pigs, Right? Can send the right into whole thing about this guy. It, you know, supports a dictator. Then, football matters T-shirts and OAN T-shirts, w- w- while having your picture taken, has to be held to the same standard. You know exactly what you're wearing. You know what a camera looks like. You know you're being photographed with it. Now you have to own it. When like. The, we we're we're down a path here where you're you're going against the cause if you vocally say X matters because you're saying this is more important for me to say than Black Lives Matter. If you're wearing an OAN T-shirt and you're having your picture taken, you can say Ah, this is the T-shirt I cut the lawn in,
0: or whatever. But you know what you're doing. Look, I, I am agreeing with you wholeheartedly on most of what you're saying, and definitely, as far as accountability on what you wear, I'm fully aware when I take pictures of what's on my shirt. I'm fully aware, and so is Dabo Sweeney, so is gundy. they're all aware I agree I'm not and,
2: and, and the same <laughs> thing goes for doing a show and being like if you are. If you're us, we have said some controversial things on this. There's been episodes that we took down. There's been things that have been edited. For the most part, we put all of our takes out there. But there has been some some moments where we say, hey, we don't want this taken out of context. We're not going to have it out there. If you're uh, a so-called news network and you're saying Black Lives Matter is a farce and you're not editing that and you're putting it out there, you know exactly what you're doing. And if you're wearing a T-shirt that supports that, you know exactly what you're doing. Well, so the, but by the way, great. You're entitled to that opinion, but don't think that the majority of your players who are young black men are going to like you or respect your opinion.
0: Well, yeah, I I think there's a lot of things to kind of dissect here. And to go back to what I was saying earlier was, I I just think we're to the point where, and I'm not saying I'm the judge and decider because I'm not. But I think there needs to be a scale for prejudices, racism, racial acts, racial thoughts, racial overtones. Does that make sense? Because we all, I, I thought you said it best a few weeks ago, as we're having this discussion a lot, we all are right. In the world, we, we all have some sort of biases and and racial prejudices as humans. That That's innate. Same way with, sexism and all those things, you know, like that is in our DNA and it's a matter of acting on those things or, you know, putting them out there. There are differences, but my point is this, when we look at the racism scale, Joe, I think you'd agree, right? You have like a KKK member or a white supremacist or somebody who's blatantly racist. And then you have somebody on the other end And a lot of people fall in between that. That's, that's all I'm trying to say. I I think it's an important discussion, which I just don't see. Here's
2: here's the the problem with that specific comparison. The KKK wears hoods. Okay. And the KKK wears hoods because they don't want people to know who's walking around burning crosses. But I have a feeling a lot of KKK members when they're not hiding their face have OAN t-shirts on and, Maybe have an American flag in their bio, like well, you there are there are things that people like be careful of the people that are hiding their opinions, but be more careful of the people who are wearing their opinions on their sleeve with their face showing
0: well i the reason I bring that up is like you kind of just touched on it. I think about me, I think about you, I think about our show, I think about jokes we've made or whether they're racial or gender-based do you know what i'm saying like i could make a joke or a tweet or whatever it is or a joke on stage and people could be like that's racist there's a but but i think there's a difference of context and the joke versus somebody blatantly doing something racist does that make sense like
2: Well, first of all, and and it's going to be a hard sell these days, and it's certainly not something that we're living in, but jokes are jokes. I didn't see, like, Mike Gundy's not wearing an OAN hat, a t-shirt with a red nose on going like, like, he's not doing a bit. Yeah. (laughs) He's wearing his t-shirt, man. I'm not wearing this Miller Lite t-shirt as a bit. I'm not wearing this Miller Lite t-shirt to sell you guys Miller Lite. I'm selling you guys Miller Lite because I own this t-shirt because I love it. That's what I wear. You're not catching me wearing Yankees gear and then like being like, get it? It's a gag. I wear Mets shirts and Miller Lite shirts and you know, like things I support. That's what we all do.
0: No, no, no. Look, look. I get it. I think you're you're discussing Van Gundy. And, and I'm not, I'm not saying he wasn't aware of what he's wearing. I I already said, I think he has to have accountability. I'm just saying, I I do think, and this is just my opinion, there needs to be some sort of spectrum on on all this stuff. Like, sure.
2: Absolutely. But like, you know, again, I think we've lost the fight on comedians are doing jokes. That's not, that's not a thing anymore. We don't get that privilege. We used to have that privilege. Privilege is now a word that we're basically not allowed to say anymore. Like,
0: well, you said we've lost that fight, but my response would be, well, I don't, I, I still have a platform. You have a platform. We have a podcast. We have yeah. social media. We can still fight that fight. It might, it might be lost, but it doesn't mean we still can't fight that on our own.
2: Right. But we will have caps and limits put on the things that we can achieve because there are certain levels that will not. You can't, they won't stand for jokes that touch on certain topics anymore. And that is what it is. We still push the limits of what is, you know, cancel culture and whatever. And I, I, I don't think there's a ton of, you know, uh, change that we're going to make. But my point is, is that being a comic, you know, and, and speaking from a comedian's perspective is completely different from speaking from a coach's perspective. You know, and I I sat on that fence for a long time because I was a comedian and a coach. And I have had to answer those questions. And I have had to answer for some of my jokes and some of my actions. And, And this is what I said. I am a comedian and I make more money being a comedian than I do being a coach. I'm a comedian first. And also, I'm really good at teaching high school baseball players who don't know what the hell they're doing, how to smack the ball the opposite way. Yeah. So you can have me coach your team or you can't, that's up to you. Now, if I was the head coach of the university of North Carolina's baseball team, the comedy things had to go out the window.
0: Yeah. I just think, you know, overall, as we examine these things and, and as we see changes made daily at this point, I mean, we were having some, decisions especially corporate in the corporate world right joe that are in my opinion like we're we're not we're not processing things and i think i think a lot of times like like that's kind of my lead into the next story of the unlv name change and that unlv removed a statue of hey reb which you know they're the unlv running rebels whatever i'm not i don't even want to discuss the statue things i don't know enough about that but i did do some research you know they're talking about removing or changing i'm sorry the mascot name for UNLV which is rebels and to to me it's like where are we at now because UNLV was founded in 1957 UNLV has nothing to do with the confederacy now i do know the history the original original original, original mascot in a, a general the confederacy but they removed that literally in the 70s so my point is they're just called rebels and obviously there's the rebel connection with the south but but my concern is it's like this again was nevada which is a a state that's basically pretty new a city that's new the college was founded in 1957 las vegas is a new city we're now talking Not once do I, and I would say most people, right, ever associate the UNLV running rebels with the Confederacy.
2: Well, I do, but only because their mascot is a guy with like a bayonet. So I'll, I'll say two things. One, UNLV has been served this on a platter. I have seen the talk of it before with Mississippi State. I have seen the talk of it with basically everything that's ever been named rebels in the past, become a star Wars reference, dude, become the guy that's a trap make, you know, commander, whatever your mascot. We're serving it to you on a platter. Take it. Yeah. Also, also, let me, let me say this. Let me just say one more thing in defense of people who are crying. Like we shouldn't change our name. I went to Lehigh university we are the mountain Hawks. We changed our name the year before I got there from the engineers to the mountain Hawks. The engineers is a way better name than the mountain Hawks. Okay. Also the train and like a conductor and all that stuff was way cooler than a a mountain. Mountain Hawk is the lamest name ever. It's like one of the, it's like the name of a, arena football team. It's like when you can't come up with a better name, you go like, what are around here? Let's go. Mountain Mountain Hawks sucks. But they changed the name specifically because they didn't want to be pigeonholed as an engineering school anymore. And it's like, okay, you took a look at an issue that you felt you were having and you adjusted it. If Lehigh can throw out their mascot for the sole reason of like wanting to spread out people over majors, can't the UNLV Rebels? Can't the Washington Redskins go like we are? Offe-. The Engineers didn't offend anybody. There weren't like business students who are like, I am offended that
0: we are the Engineers. But I, I think I think those are different scenarios. And I think, in my opinion, comparing the Washington Redskins to the UNLV Rebels again, who wasn't even a state when the Civil War happened, is doesn't that
1: make it worse?
0: But, but you've taken the... This is my problem. We're now taking the word rebel and we're automatically associating it but, with it, the but Confederacy? But we're not automatically
2: associating
1: it because it was named after Confederate rebels. Well, no, not necessarily.
0: The, the, the mascot, Hey Reb, was created in 1983 which they claim was depicted as the embodiment of an independent rebel spirit. I mean it's it's
1: it's this notion that we're automatically connecting the term rebel
0: with the Confederacy. I have problems with that. Okay. And I just I, I think it, it's a word. Right, the the I mean, you bring up Star Wars, which I think is a great point. I mean, it's like,
2: what are we talking about here, Andy? I just look up. Hey, Reb has a cowboy hat on and a gigantic southern mustache. He's wearing, I mean, like. So no, hold on. So, so you think
0: that's it's, that's, that's it's it's Yosemite Sam? That's a southern mustache. L- like 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 when I see that, you
2: got a hat with see- a feather in. He's got
0: he's got like. <laughs> That's the uh, West uh, he's got a rifle yeah, that's the West, like like, like, I don't associate, maybe is this me, like this is just my perspective for real, I don't associate that with the South, like to me it's that's the wild West, that's the okay, wild so West what South. is the
1: wild West rebelling against? as far
0: as them being called the rebels, yeah. I don't know what they're rebelling against, but I, I do know that. Like- By the
2: way, I, uh, let, me, let me say this. I don't give a shit at all. None of this stuff bothers me. Who cares? My point is, if it's bothering somebody, like, you you, like, once you give up this statue, once you do this, whatever, then you're sort of admitting it. So then, like, I, I just don't know what you're holding on to. Like you can tell me that the the you know the Red Men for St. John's means Indians, and now they're like the Red Storm or whatever. Like I didn't even know
0: that. I didn't even I, know Red Men was an Indian thing. But I think, but I think there's differences. That's my point. Like, like, there, I, I just see a lot of difference between a Rebel name and a Redskins. Does that make sense? Okay. I, 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 just, I, I just, that's my opinion. I, I You know, take it for what it's worth. Some will agree with me. Some will disagree with me. I mean, I,
2: I think just, UNL, I think UNLV should have then just from the beginning said, this has nothing to do with the Confederacy. This doesn't have anything. This is rebel. This doesn't have anything to do with that. The end. Statue stays. This has nothing to do with the Civil War.
0: But that's my point, is that in the 70s, they banished
1: the initial general Beauregard
0: thing and they did a whole thing to create this new mascot. And, and, and I, I just look, my concern is there has to be a certain point of where does this end Joe and and just in general, and also of we're trying to forget our past. I talked about the other day. It's like, you can't erase history. So, and also hold, try to so, forget well, about well, it at the same time. Wait,
2: hold on. So one second. So you're telling me their original mascot was a Civil War general from the Confederacy.
0: Well, the original mascot was a wolf, actually.
2: Okay. Who's General, general Beauregard is a Civil War Confederate general. What does he
0: have to do with UNLV? Well, I'm looking it up right now. I'm on Wikipedia because I, I read this the other, the other day. He was Beauregard, the wolf. He was dressed in a gray uniform.
2: He was a civil war. He was a, he was a wolf dressed in in civil war garb named after a civil war general from the South.
0: Was he a general or am I, am I just making this up in my own head? Jesus Christ.
1: No, no.
2: you're not. This is Pierre Gustave Toutant Beauregard was an American military officer who was the first. The first prominent general of the Confederate States Army during the American Civil War.
1: Okay. So that is correct. So it was initially a wolf
0: wearing, or wolf, as you, as you always make fun of how I pronounce it, a wolf, wolf wearing a Confederate
1: outfit. So so it, so there's a
2: history, So the history of UNLV is that their name
1: was a civil war reference.
0: But again, they did listen. That's my, that's my point to bring up the history. They did listen in the '70s during racial discussions, and they banned that for this guy which then everybody agreed was fine okay but, but cool this- then
2: that, that works for me i'm saying take the rebel thing completely at make it the star wars thing or just like hey if this is their stance that they did that then just be done stop you can't cater in the first place then you say we already did that and hey reb stays
0: but that was my point so so i'm literally reading from wikipedia as re- this is what it says. As race discrimination issues dominated national events in the 70s, they said Beauregard glorified the Confederacy and had little to do with the community's history, which we both agree, right? In the 70s, students of the school voted to banish Beauregard but retain the rebel name. And then they came up with this guy.
2: Great. Cool. So then stop backing down. Stop being a bitch and just... The mascot should stay. So you agree with me right now, but I'm saying the point is they've already given up the mascot. Hey, Reb's now gone, right
1: They gave up the statue. That's my point. My point is, like
2: you're kind of they're kind of sitting on the fence again here.
0: but but again, it's it's somebody maybe maybe i'm I'm talking a lot about this because I lived in that city for two years, right? I've obviously been to UNLV's campus. I've attended UNLV basketball games. I just, I, as someone from Ohio, as someone who didn't grow up there either, I think I have a good outside perspective. I never once associated when I was on UNLV's campus with that and the South. Every time I see the running Rebels, I literally, my mind goes obviously to the 90s and how great they were, and I think of those guys, and I think of Tark the Shark, and they literally had a, Shark mascot in the basketball sidelines, as well. That's all I'm saying. I I just, Joe, my worry is that, like, we we always cater. I'm for. Well, at at
2: some, my point is, at some point, you've got to stand your ground or you've got to give up your ground. You say, you say, the statue stays, the mascot stays. We went through this in the '70s. We. We regretfully made the decision to name this school mascot after a Confederate general. We fixed it in the '80s. We made it, Hey Reb. He's a cartoon. You know, uh, the the PC police in the '70s all got together in a room. They drew up this mascot. It doesn't have anything to do with the South. Boom. The end. That's it. Or. If you're going to be pushed around and you're going to take down statues and Hey, Reb's going to cut his mustache in the off season. And he's going to be wearing a black lives matter t-shirt. Then just become the
1: the Las Vegas craps tables.
0: That could be offensive to somebody else. That's my point. But my point, Then just call every stuff.
2: school, the mountain Hawks and offend only me. Cause it's the worst goddamn name in history.
0: My point is, and I think you probably understand at least somewhere where I'm coming from is where does this end is my point. Like my point on all this stuff is there's a lot of bad history in this country. No, one's denying that you also can't run from it. You, you all like, like, like where does it, you you could be a slave owner, like our founding fathers. Correct. Which is not a good thing, it's an awful thing. It's a terrible thing. You could also be somebody who created the Constitution, and they're conflicting because one is great and one is awful. But we can acknowledge both. can we not? I, I, I just don't like the Thomas Jefferson was a slaveholder, therefore he's the biggest piece of shit ever when literally. There's a history of slavery throughout the world. It does not make it right. I'm just trying to have what I deem a reasonable conversation. Because if you don't want Thomas Jefferson, then you don't want the Constitution. And if you don't want the Constitution, don't pay an American currency. Like, all this stuff is tainted to a degree. I'm admitting that. I just don't know, like, to me, where does it end is all I'm saying.
2: I, yeah, okay, I, I and I totally agree with you there. And I guess, the, you know, the big, the big questions when we, I'm going to, tr- I'm going to try to take this back to sports. The big questions of like, if we're doing this, don't we take down the Washington monument? Don't we change the money? Okay. Those are huge questions Yeah, that are whatever. But I don't think, I don't think the decision of whether or not the UNLV sports teams who at this point have been competitive in nothing since 1991 changing (laughs) their mascot really factors into whether or not we have to change the American currency. (laughs) I think there's a connection though. I do. Yeah, it's loose, but I'm just saying we can, we can take these on a case by case basis and go, Hey, we're going to make a we're going to make a change to the UNLV mascot or the St. John's mascot or the Washington Redskins mascot and that won't be necessarily something that we take as a precedent of
1: now you know the only people who can appear on american currency are members of insic that's offensive
0: because that's not culturally diverse okay that's I, I, this is my point. Like, like, dude, you can play this game. We, we can do this all day and all night long. That, that's all I'm saying. Is, I've,
2: I've, is, my, po- my point is, again, trying to keep us on the sports topic here and keep us on the topic at hand. We're not t- like this isn't the show to decide whether or not the Washington Monument comes down. My, my point is like UNLV, who gives a shit?
0: Okay, well, I'm glad you just tossed out. 20 minute discussion of who gives a shit.
2: No, I'm just saying like uh, again I I have done this with my school. My point is when it comes to these sports mascots or whatever, it's not that hard to find something that offends no one. I agree. And and UNLV has already painted themselves into a corner here by giving a little bit, "Hey guys, we did it in the 70s, we changed it or the 80s, we changed it. That's it. That is what it is. We've explained ourselves." If if you keep going, you're kind of admitting some sort of guilt.
0: In my now, opinion. If we had a if we had a mascot for dirty sports, what's the name you would want? Woke
2: Johnny. He's uh, he's <laughs>
0: the Dirty his, Sports Woke Johnnies?
2: Yeah. His his great grandparents are one of the eight major races in the world each. He is pan-gender. he's pansexual, he is everybody's friend. He couldn't be, I want to come up with the single most inoffensive. Does he look like it's
0: Pat from former Saturday Night Live character?
2: No, he's, he's very fit.
0: (laughs) But does he identify as a he who like, what's the gender? No,
2: he identifies as just woke Johnny. He doesn't do he, she, they Johnny, by the way, has no H in it. It's uh, he's pan gender. He doesn't pee he in men's or women's room. He only he only pees his pants. Johnny only pees Johnny only pees his pants.
0: So there, there's a wet spot where where
2: Yeah. The and is. Uh, and yeah, it's his it's him fighting against, you know, gender norms. He doesn't use bathrooms at all. But also this he he is promoting the subsection of the population that voluntarily pees their pants. We don't want to shame them. We don't want to shame No. Pant peers. He pees and poops in his pants. He loves everybody.
0: Sounds like my nephew.
2: He, he wears, he wears uh, clothing much like, uh, you know, certain people in the 90s. He wears every team on his jackets of all leagues, of all sports.
0: Like the United Nations of sports.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's a He's, great segue. He is everybody's mascot.
0: Oh, that's a great segue to get to some dirtball questions. I know we had some other stuff on the rundown, but we can get to that stuff at a, during another show. You want to get well, to the these one questions thing you had too? on the
2: the one thing you had on the rundown that we don't have to talk about because I couldn't even comprehend it. So we certainly like you put something on the rundown about a hockey player in a Russian monastery. I was like, is this a is this the plot of a Bond movie?
0: Well, it, yeah, it's I got it sent from uh, from Dirtball Malcolm Cook, one of our Canadian dirtballs. as you know you know Malcolm. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty wild story. So ex or former NHL star, I'm going to butcher this Pavel.
2: I'm saying we don't have to talk about it because I couldn't even, I couldn't even understand it. Oh, but if you, if is, you want to, you can, well, no, I this do, is I, I, would, I do want to hear about Ruther's golf discussion. I've golfed, I, I golfed on Saturday. I went to the driving range on Tuesday. I'm, I'm full golf now.
0: Well, we're we're gonna skip right over hockey then. <laughs> no, I can't, yeah, I can't, if if we can't pronounce
2: the guy's name, we're not talking about it.
0: Well, basically, he's holed up in a monastery with some priest, and it's related to COVID is a hoax. And like, I it's I don't know. It's give. Me, I need some weed for that one.
2: I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to get in trouble with the hockey defamation league, but. Hockey players aren't the brightest, let's be honest. You ever met a
0: hockey player? I met a bunch. Good yeah. dudes, though, I'll tell you that much. Good fun uh, guys. So, here, so here's the deal I met dinner last night with Cutter and my other buddy, Scott, and uh, both big golfers. And somehow the conversation geared towards you and Joe don't know what you're talking about with golf. And it, and it, and I was like, "Ooh, my buddy Scott went in, and then it turned into, you guys think, because when you, like, just, it turned into, like, us not saying they're athletes, and this and that, and then the conversation went to, Ruther thinks it's so easy, which I never said, but this is where the conversation. Hold on, hold began. on, but the brain surgery is not easy. They're not athletes. Well, they were arguing, both, both those guys were arguing that this isn't the 80s and 90s anymore. A lot of them are athletes. And, okay. then, and then I, I spun the discussion of Tony Romo and Seth Curry are, or Steph Curry are great golfers and basketball players. None of those guys could be great golfers and also other sports. Does that make sense? Right. But Look, anyway, we're it, go- it
1: being, we're being,
2: a, being a golfer doesn't mean you can't be an athlete. But de- being a golfer doesn't make you an athlete. And you know what's proof of that? I cannot – participate in athletics still i can't run i can't jump i can't jog i'm injured i golfed on saturday i went to the driving range on tuesday i am currently as a decrepit man a golfer
0: well this is what i said this is the question i posed which then it was was i'm golfing because i can't play sports right now i said this to my buddies who are golfers and and i didn't say it condescending maybe i did. I said, guys, how many months would it take for me to golf like three, two, three times a week to be just as good as you, if not better? And they took that as, oh, you think golf's so easy? And I said, I didn't say that. Golf is not easy. It's a very difficult game. But that's the question, Joe, and I can pose it to you. It's like, if you and I hit the links twice a week I think I'd be decent. That's all I'm saying.
2: You're going to get better. What, you know, the, the, just the term decent is, you know, you got to put that in context. Decent compared to who decent compared to whatever that to me, that's a totally different question. Golf is very hard again. So is brain surgery just because you're good at one. Doesn't make you an athlete. Bowling's hard. You know, I bowled a 200 once great. Bowling's hard. Also old men do it. Women do it at, as a league. Old women have golf leagues, have bowling leagues. Like, show me the guy. Here's the thing about athletes. Like, look at the Olympics. Show me an Olympian that's 40. Yeah. in not curling, and not archery, and whatever. There are tons of golfers. Tiger's 40. Everybody tells me he's still the greatest in the world. So good. Let, let like show me at a forty-year-old swimmer, long jumper, high jumper, javelin thrower.
0: Show me. it's. Sports. Well, we could say the same for you know. There's not many forty-year-old basketball, football, baseball players,
1: right? So you're basically saying there's a reason there's not a senior NFL league.
0: A senior's baseball league. I think they're athletes, but I just think there's different levels. I think it's sports,
2: but I don't think they're athletes. Okay. Some of them might be athletes. Sure. But, but being my, a golfer doesn't point. make you an athlete. There, I'm, sure that there's a, I'm sure that there's a NASCAR driver who runs marathons. I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's a NASCAR driver who can drop step, two-hand dunk, in traffic. I'm not saying they're mutually exclusive. I'm just saying being a golfer doesn't make you an athlete.
0: Fair enough. All right. You want to get to some dirtball questions? Being a
2: professional basketball player makes you an athlete.
0: Yeah, I agree. Want to do some dirtball questions? Yeah, let's do it. All right. We'll start off with our friend Austin O'Neill. I know you met him uh, on the East Coast. Yeah, we had a great night out in Morristown, New Jersey. So Austin asks, what was your favorite post sports interview? His are Mike Tyson, Richard Sherman, Bart Scott. And then he says, second question, what was your favorite team to watch all time? And Austin's was the Legion of boom and the 2012 to 2014 Spurs. So we'll start with the first sec- first question, your favorite post sports interview. I love all three that he listed, Joe, Mike Tyson, Richard Sherman, uh, Bart Scott.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, Bart Scott is, is up there for I, me. Bart, I Bart, Scott, Bart, Scott. Bart Scott can't wait is legendary.
0: I just love it.
2: Absolutely um, love. It. There is a, uh, there is, I'm not the biggest, um, Paul Pierce fan, but I called game was pretty good. Yeah. And then to throw love to uh, another Celtics player, honestly, right up there with can't wait for me is anything is
1: possible. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's a good one. Which, which I, I, First of all, if you go on my TikTok, which I know I promoted a couple of times, the first ever TikTok I did was me lip syncing anything is possible. Amazing. My, my hair is on fire because of some sort of crazy, you know, uh, filter. And I just look up at my hair, anything is possible. And one of my all time favorite jokes, uh, at, I used to do it, I did, I put up a blog post on our former comedy blog, HappyYoungPeople.com, which Guy Fiorita was a founding member of and brought me in on this comedy group. But my first ever blog post there was taking the clip of Kevin Garnett, anything is possible. And then just writing underneath, except Kevin Garnett getting an 800 on his SATs.
0: (laughs) I laugh every time you use that joke. Because
2: it's great. The guy took his SATs like four – he wanted to play college basketball.
0: And we love Kevin Garnett for the record. Yeah. Um,
2: And by by the way, standardized testing is racially biased and, you know, whatever. Also, Kevin Garnett, not a brain surgeon.
0: (laughs) By the way, I'm sitting – in uh in that bedroom basement or the basement bedroom we found in this desk the very desk that i'm sitting at like my mom was an organized quarter is the best way i describe it she has all her report cards from high school even back to grade school i was looking That's through amazing. the other day act scores
2: does anything did anything stand out for you or your brothers as just like one fascinating like wow brad got an a plus in sculpting his sophomore year of high school
0: No, I mean, I was mostly looking through my own stuff the other day. I was My eighth-grade report card was making me laugh about comments teachers put. And I didn't realize how bad I did in the ACT. Guess what I got?
2: I don't even know what the ACT is out of, honestly.
0: It's out of, I think, 36?
2: I don't think we did in eight. I I definitely didn't take the
0: ACTs. Yeah, well, we had to do both here. So I got a 22. To put in comparison, like – my brother Brad got a thirty-one, which is really, really good. Like that's Ivy League stuff. But like, I got a twenty-two. Yeah. Which, ugh. like me and Kevin Garnett. Together. Hold up, it's a twenty-two.
2: Pam, pam, pam.
0: Um, another one we gotta mention, and shout out to our boy. Shaboring. I mean, Shaboring. I mean the Dennis Green. We are who they thought they are, and storming out. I mean, that's an all-timer, man. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. What about and it's not post game, but I will never forget where I was at. I watched this live. You're talking about never ever f- since. Well, that. But I want to talk another one. I was in my basement with my dad watching the game live. The Joe Namath trying to kiss Susie Colbert.
2: Oh yeah, I didn't watch it live. I don't think
0: I was. I was live. I think it was a Sunday night football game or maybe like a Saturday night football game, but. I remember watching that one. So those are great ones. And then his second question, what was your favorite team all the time to watch? Um, and it doesn't
1: have to be your...
2: Yeah, uh, like, I mean, I guess I got to say, even though, uh, you know, first of all, I, I loved the Showtime Lakers back in the day. Um, they were pretty great. That's probably my first, like, That was the thing that probably first got me into basketball. I also loved watching, um, those Niners teams, the Rice Montana Niners teams. Um, but my favorite teams to watch are teams of mine that like watching the 2015 Mets was like, is probably peak for me, even though they didn't win at all. Like, the ups and the downs of that team thrown out of the first pitch, the sweep of the Cubs in the playoffs, the Daniel Murphy thing, you and I going to the playoff game in LA, um, me going to the world series game with my brother, me watching that team lose Like that's the most fun I've ever had watching a team.
0: Yeah. Um, mine would definitely be the same thing. Like, like as far as I went to a lot of games, I, I was actually remembering going to a Mets Reds game. The ninety team um, was a lot of fun. Same reasons they won. It was just it was just a fun. Like, they were just a team. Like they weren't. They didn't have that many stars. They were just a team, and they won. But I mean, the Bulls. I'll be honest. Like I used to love watching those Bulls teams. Like when those Bulls went seventy two and ten, I loved it. I just loved the different personalities.
2: I'm going to do two more basketball teams for you. I loved watching the championships uh, Pistons team because I loved, I loved the addition of Rasheed and I love that their style of play at, in that era took down those Lakers teams. And I got to say it, I'm doing, I'm shouting this one out for Damo because I was at Damo's lake house in uh, Tahoe this weekend and he went to bed and I stayed up and I, I literally yelled to in his room. I was like, get back up here. We got to talk 2011 Dallas Mavericks. That team, what they did to the Lakers, that team, what they did to that Heat team, I, I tweeted it. Everybody wants to talk about that, that team as, a, as like the reason that LeBron is a choker or blah, blah, blah. That is the most disrespected professional sports team in history. I agree. They, were, they would have beat the, the 98 Bulls. The 98, the, the, that Mavericks team would have pissed on that Bulls team. Pissed on them. Wing defenders for days. Defensive player of the year in Tyson Channel. He didn't win defensive player of the year that year, but he wins defensive player of the year like the next year or the year after when he moves to the Knicks. Dirk as a star. Just role players for days. Three-point shooters. That team came together and then they came apart because of free agency, that team, the idea that people like want to call out the Heat or LeBron or whoever, they urinated
0: on the Lakers. Well, well, two things can be true. LeBron did not have a good finals. That's a fact.
2: Right. He Guess did. what? They had wing defense. They just ran know. a million wing defenders. Know, but hold on.
0: Hold on. Before you, did, before you get all butthurt defending LeBron, but that's my point. Two things can be true. LeBron did not have a good finals, and also that Maz team, I agree is arguably the most underrated team. Let's not forget, just to remind everybody. That's that two by the way,
2: LeBron had already been to a, a finals before that, but that's 2 years before Michael Jordan makes his first finals. So basically that's the years of Michael Jordan losing to the
0: Pistons who blah, like had wing defenders to throw at Jordan. Well, what I was going to say was we can't forget that Mavericks team swept the two-time defending champ, Los Angeles Lakers, in four games, including a 40-point game. I will never forget that. It was a Sunday afternoon game. I was in my apartment in the smut studio. I remember doing the dishes. I, I was, like, embarrassed as a guy living in L.A. who was wanting the Lakers to win, of course. I
2: loved it. And then Bynum has a meltdown. Then I was going to say, Bynum
0: goes nuts. Meta Phil will goes, Peace nuts. goes nuts.
2: Everybody goes nuts. Kobe, Kobe just walks away.
0: P- he beat that Lakers team by 40.
2: So the most, that's one of them. And, and just the way they shot threes through that playoff run, that's one of the most fun teams I've ever watched. Yeah. And guess what? I was rooting for them as much as a LeBron fan. I was rooting for them in the finals.
0: Well, let's get to our second question from Brent Hamperzuman.
1: I don't Bless know how you. it's pronounced. <laughs>
0: He slid into the Dirty Sports DMs. He said, how long are you allowed to point to your favorite team's championships before they expire for arguments? This is a good question. For example, he is a San Francisco Giants fan, and they had their rings in 2010, 12, and 14. How long am I allowed to bring those up in arguments with shitty Dodgers fans?
2: Well, I think this is a two-part answer. One, five years is a good amount of time to be able to point to – A championship to me that I I think as a fan of a team you can't complain about what a team does for five years after you win a championship and also it is a recent history but then there's also depending on who you're arguing with and what you're arguing about like for example if you're arguing about let's say let's say you were an Eli Manning stan you know what I mean god you could point to his championships for as long as you're arguing with somebody who has less than two championships. I also think if you're talking about uh, being a giants fan and talking with the Dodgers haven't won a championship since 1988. So you can talk about as a, as a giants fan, you could talk about him forever until the Dodgers get a championship.
0: Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think history, context, and the type of argument is all very important right and also your franchise like take you're in st louis right now the st louis cardinals have won right multiple titles in the last 20 years but they've also been consistently good right like they're always in the playoff hunt or in the playoffs right joe yeah they've made world series they've made what two other world series where they've lost i think i think that's important to be like look we've been a competitive or good team for this many years I hate when teams live in the past. I've been critical. Like, like if you're a Yankees fan, you don't have really much to sit on in the last 15 years.
2: Well, like that's, it's a great example
0: of like, you have 27 titles. You have one. Yeah, but,
2: but like, you don't have an argument against Red Sox fans. No, you don't at all. I agree at all that. Like, your, your 21 of 27 championships are ancient history and have happened after the Red Sox have won whatever, full five championships, whatever it is. So yeah, like your ring counting doesn't matter. I honestly, I don't know who has more championships all time, the Dodgers or the Giants, but I can tell you one thing, the Giants own that argument right now. Yeah. Because guess what? So, the Dodgers have been good and the Dodgers have gotten there and the Dodgers have not closed.
0: Well, to me, living in the past, I can't stand. I can't stand the Yankee, basically ring counting. I can't stand the Yankee ring counting. I can't stand the glory day. You know, I've been very critical of Notre Dame, their glory days. Just d- different. The Dallas Cowboys, the same way, you know, the Dallas Cowboys haven't been to a NFC championship game since what, 94, 95? It's like, guys, we're, you know, we're 25 years. We're a quarter of a, break it down. That's a quarter of a century. So I I think that that all matters. And especially for individual accolades as well. Like, dude, if you won the MVP 10 years ago, you can't just keep bringing that up. All right, the final question is from uh, Stripper Bryson, former Stripper Bryson, I should say. If you could expand a sport. It's, like, with it's me- like
2: being the president of the United States. He's always Mr. President. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Stripper Bryson. It's still in his heart.
0: Yeah, good point. If you could expand a sport with one team, which sport would it be? Uh, baseball, basketball, or football. What city would you put the team in? And what would the team name be? Which we kind of almost touched on that earlier. The Seattle gonna- Supersonics can't argue that one
2: uh i don't think baseball needs expanding i know i i would like to see realignment in the and i don't mean realignment as much as i mean portland give give portland their baseball team give montreal their baseball team give whatever and take it from no places, they don't deserve it and 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 take it from places that don't support it the tampa bay rays don't need to exist
0: the i Jag- agree
2: the jacksonville jaguars don't need to exist yeah. Now, that being said, as far as expansion goes, there aren't a lot of NBA teams that you could make a case that they shouldn't exist. So if we're going to expand, let's expand it to Seattle, who should absolutely have a basketball team, and call them the Seattle Supersonics.
0: Uh, the Las Vegas Running Rebels basketball team, NBA. By the way,
2: Las Vegas having a basketball team would be great perfect. as well. I agree. But 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 at the same time Las Vegas just got a hockey team and they just got a football team. So so chill Los Angeles, Las Vegas. Maybe maybe fill your seats in the new places.
0: But they well they, they
2: are they are. Yeah, in hockey. So let's see, let's see. They are by
0: the way, in football, they're they're already I don't know if you've seen it. They're they every game's going to be sold out.
2: Great. So 3 years from now they can get a basketball team when we expand the west by two teams and then move one team from the west to the east like you know, half the team's in Texas or whatever.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Or I, I want to uh, hit
2: Oklahoma. up.
0: By the way, I'm putting out the, uh, the dirty sports bat signal.
2: Or New Orleans, by the way, which is far closer to the east than
0: the west. Sure. We got to go to Vegas for like like Tug and I did last year, like week one or week two of NFL season. Get some bats in. I'm down.
2: And let's I go mean, to a Raiders sure. game while we're there.
0: You're fool. Love it. Well, Joe, those are questions for the for the day. Dirtballs, if you have any questions, submit them again via Instagram or Twitter DMs at the Dirty Sports, or you can send them my way at Andy Ruther as well. When do you head back to Los Angeles?
2: I'll be back on Tuesday.
0: Okay. All right. Well, you better get that slinger in before you leave.
2: Yeah. Can't wait. I we I was talking about it yesterday and uh, I'm I'm going to. I will get a slinger in for you while I'm here. You're a good man.
0: All right, Joe. Anything to promote?
2: No. Nope. At Joe Prano on Instagram, at Joe Preno on Venmo, at Fix Your Life on Twitter. Um, go to those things. Shout out to everybody who sends me Miller Lite money. You're all you're all goddamn legends. And I try to reply to you with each and every one of you with that very statement. Um, I I love the dirt balls and I look forward to Andy, Ruther, and I getting back together in the smut studio with that dirty sports presented by Miller Light sign on behind us and doing this for real. That's right. And shout out You're to not- everybody who uh, checked in on the uh, the uh, uh, Monday affair with uh, Pat Proft and David Zucker. It was really fun. Uh, There's co- a couple of dirt balls in there and shout out to the dirt balls who couldn't make it and who I sent, you know, clips of the thing and uh, people who were just interested in that. I look forward to getting back on stage Properly, sometime soon, and doing stand-up comedy. Hopefully, it happens soon.
0: Yeah, so looking forward to it. If you want to drop an iTunes review, do that. Please let Joe and I know how we are very privileged white people. Yeah, who act like we have a hard life because that's apparently what's happening,
2: Joe. Yeah, hey, you know, you sent me this message this morning. I I, I told you, look, you 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 overthink it sometimes. Don't don't worry too much, people. It's like Yelp reviews. People only go to write good re- Yelp reviews or bad Yelp reviews. No one goes to give a four-star Yelp review. You, some somebody got triggered that we but, but said.
0: But but again, it's not about it's not about me being offended. That of course we're going to get bad iTunes reviews. It's about how you and I act privileged and like we've had a hard life. I think we have both been, especially me, open that I've not had a difficult life. Like, like.
2: What I'm saying is somebody who is an idiot was triggered by something that we said, you know, like God knows the messages I've got over the years just for saying Colin Kaepernick lives in America and therefore should have the right to free speech just like everybody else. I mean, I had a guy tell me he was in the military and he he knows where I live and he could shoot me from the roof of the Irwin Hotel because I said Colin Kaepernick should have free speech in America. So you 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 said something probably totally reasonable that triggered an idiot, and then he wrote an idiotic, essentially Yelp review. I said I said a man should have the right of the First Amendment in the United States of America, and a guy said I am a Marine sniper and could kill you walking out your door.
0: <laughs> it's I mean, pretty amazing. I'm not don't lie.
2: take things too seriously that come sent to you on the internet, Andy.
0: Yeah, I guess. I guess I should just learn not to try to dissect the thought process of very ignorant people. Anyway, Joe, enjoy St. Louis. Embrace the Midwest. Take that Miller light shirt with you. Do some more nice floats down the river. Dirt balls. Have a great weekend. Be safe. I'm going to watch some more Rambo with my brothers tonight. And most importantly, stay
1: dirty.